Well, as promised, Geek in the City Radio is kicking off their July film commentary season. Uh, so yeah, all through the month of July, while we're not doing live shows, we did pre-record some film commentaries for you all to enjoy. Uh, we had a lot of fun recording them. We think you're going to have a lot of fun listening to them. Since, for obvious reasons, there's not going to be any commercial breaks, I uh, yeah, want to take this time to thank our sponsors, Guardian Games. Find them at 345 Southeast Taylor Street in Portland. You know, so for when you're not listening to us and you're playing your newest favorite game, get it at Guardian Games. And of course, also by Rev Nat of Reverend Nat's Hard Cider. He continues to fuel the show for better or worse, I like to think, for the better. But yeah, Rev Nats is the uh, the official cider of Geek in the City Radio and the July commentaries, which we're starting right now. Why, hello, and welcome to the third July commentary from Geek in the City Radio. I'm Aaron Duran. I'm Benarita. And I am Cable Hashitani. <laughs> Lawless. Nailed it. <laughs> the magic of broadcasting. It's not broadcasting. Well, for our third commentary is fantasy, and since there is a series coming out in November, December? I think yes. so. Yes. November. Um, on Disney+, Plus, we will be watching the 1988 Ron Howard film, Willow. Willow. I like the Willow. way you say that. Willow. Which Willow. I haven't seen since, like, I think I was in, however old I would have been in 89, so 13. Four. I was 17. I was four. four. Yes. 1989 is when I graduated high school. <laughs> uh, this is always a fun game, you guys. I know. Mm-hmm. Um, 19, 1989. Going backwards in time, like yeah. a, a Quiet Place was what, 2017? 2018? I think 18, mm-hmm. yeah. And then The Mummy was 1996? 99. 99. 99. Now we're 1989. 88. 88. But I didn't see it. I didn't see it in the theater. I, pro- I would have saw it on the VHS, so probably 89 is when I saw it. Yeah, I'm actually looking really forward to figuring out at some point in the movie where I'm like, I have seen this. <laughs> That's probably you know, what will happen is I will just blurt out, oh, I have seen this. Right. Um, because it seems weird that I would not have at some point in my childhood, but I can't tell you anything about this movie. I feel like it got pretty heavy video rotation and cable rotation in the 90s. Mm-hmm. Um, I did read a bunch of trivia, though, so there's Nice. That. All right, well... We all have it on Disney Plus queued up at the zero mark. So, but whether you have it on VHS, which that's cool, uh, or DVD or whatever, just start it right before the MGM logo kicks up. Uh, we're going to do it in three, two, one, go! Roar. Kitty. Roar. This is that weird deal that even though it's MGM, since it's Lucasfilm, Disney gets it. That's fine. Still no Indiana Jones on Disney Plus, though. Hmm. Some sort of... It is on another streaming service right now. And I think they get it back afterwards. I think it's on Paramount Plus. Is there whatever contract they have ends? It's Paramount Plus or HBO. It's one of the two of them. Hmm. Oh man, that opens dark. Yep. Cool, cool. I love this the prophecy. Is, this is yep. also the 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 plot of Moses. From the, <laughs> <laughs> that's true. from the from the Bible? 
Yes. Ah, From the uh, Christian Bible, I should. Pretty sure also Jesus, because King Harold wanted to kill all the firstborns because he knew of the prosophy of the king of the Jews. What did you call him? King Herod. Yes. I thought you said King Harold. And I'm like, no. I may have on accident. It's King Herod. I mean, you also said prosophy, so, you know, it's whatever. I said prophecy. <laughs> I distinctly heard prosophy. Okay. It's going to be one of those commentaries. That's great. <laughs> How many words? I'm already racked with self-doubt today as it is, so this will be fantastic. Oh, you're, you'll be fine. Just ignore me. <laughs> I mean, it does make sense that this has got a lot of that mythological stuff, because... Lucas basically said that he was following the Star Wars model. He was just picking other mythological tropes and building a movie around it for kids. Other chosen boys. Yeah. Yeah, great. It, it's a movie for kids that starts out with killing babies. Yeah. And I don't think it's a chosen boy. I think it's a chosen girl. Oh. Mm-hmm. It's a star's boy, but they're protecting, I believe, the chosen girl. Damn it. Savage. Use the dogs. Jeez. Yeah, man. Oh, she's a good villain. Yep. She's got some good, um, especially with that headpiece, some good uh, Maleficent vibes. Yeah, yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah, she is kind of um, a pastiche of the great Disney uh, villains. Right. See, I thought with her crown, she gives off a uh, evil queen from Snow White vibe. Yep. It's a little bit of both. I do yeah. see the Maleficent in her as well. I yeah. think that's because she's also a sorceress. Yes. Yeah, that'll oh. do. Huh? Like, yeah, that'll do. The, 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 the melding of, of a Maleficent and uh, evil queen. Yeah. Kevin Pollock. I forgot Kevin Pollock was in this. Yeah, he's one oh, of the wow. brownies, right? Yeah, he is. How old is he in this? Wow. He's a baby. Like he's in his twenties. Well, he's so small in it. <laughs> Bavmorda. Like she's got a great name. Bavmorda. Yeah. It sounds like it's a mixture of a bunch of evil. Oh, these are uh sorry. Those dogs are Rottweilers with masks and rubber suits. Oh. Yeah. So so the the chosen child is a tiny ginger. Yes. Oh, shit. Dennis Muir and Phil... Well, of course it's Dennis Muir and Phil Tippett. Since it's uh, ILM? Mm -hmm. Yeah. You're going to go see a Phil Tippett movie, Yes. Yes. Um, oh, God. What is it called again? Mad God. Uh, Mad God, yeah. At the Hollywood Theater. Aaron, you're the one who turned me on to it. And then when I got like the semi daily email from Hollywood Theater with like, oh, what's happening now and what's coming soon? It was like the top yeah. movie that they listed. So I was like, oh, my God. Yeah. Yeah. I'm going to go see that at the that's, Hollywood. That's cool. I'm probably going to have to watch it on Shutter. I'm not going to make it to the Hollywood, which is a bummer. I mean, it's still cool. It's still going to be You've great. got a busy week. Yeah. Yeah. That's for sure. And they sent baby Moses down the river. 
Tonda Rapids, where it will be pummeled and likely drowned. End of the movie. I'm sorry, did that say Joe Johnson was... Is, what did he do for this? Was he what? cinematographer? Uh, Let's take a look. Know. Let's check the IMDb's. Oh, that's what I'm doing. All right, you check the IMDb's. I'm going to not do that right now at the same time as everybody else. <laughs> no. Uh, oh, Joe John- as in Rocketeer Joe Johnson? Yeah. Rocketeer, um, Wolfman, uh, Captain, Captain America, Avenger, yeah. First Avenger. Hmm. No, I, yeah. Uh, see how far back they make us go. No, no, no. This isn't the first thing Ron Howard has directed, is it? No, that would be Splash. Ah, right. Splash. I feel like we had this conversation. Yeah. I think it was Splash. No, I'm pretty sure you're right. I just... Uh, he was a that. producer on Willow. Okay. All right, that's still cool. <clears throat> Warwick Davis is only seventeen here. Yeah, I read that. Um, I read that Lucas wrote this movie specifically for him uh, after they worked together on Star Wars. Yeah, mm-hmm. he was very taken by him. I do feel like we talked about this a while back. We're like, how freaking old is Warwick Davis? He's been doing movies like my whole life uh, and then like, some. Yeah, he's been at it a while. But yeah, but he also started crazy young. Um, the, 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 the twins they used for the baby mm-hmm. um, were too young to have any kind of hair. So that's a wig. <laughs> <laughs> and wig. they used syrup to keep the wig on because any kind of other... Like makeup attachment would be too harsh for their skin. That's funny. Yeah. <clears throat> Dirty baby. <laughs> I think Warwick Davis said this movie had more little people than any film he'd ever heard about or that's been filmed since. Yeah, because I think the only other one that the only other contemporary film with this many little people would have been Under the Rainbow. Oh my god, about the making of Wizard of Oz? Yes. That movie's fucked up. That also starred Carrie Fisher and Billy Barty. Yeah. Huh. Um, wait, so Under the Rainbow is about the making of the Wizard of Oz, but it is also a fiction or like a drama a dramatization a dramatization not, like, not an actual yeah, documentary because there was a rumor for the longest time that the all the little people that played the munchkins well this part's not a rumor they were all they all stayed in the same hotel like mm-hmm. mgm just rented uh it's a pretty famous hotel but like rented the whole hotel just for them but the rumor is that it was just nothing but like debauches drug and alcohol fueled orgies constantly and that's partly of what Under the Rainbow was about. Um, the actors that were still alive when that movie came out were very angry. They're like, that is not what happened at all. Like, this is insulting. Um, uh, oh, this is why I don't remember much more of it. Uh, it started Chevy Chase. Under the Rainbow? Yes. Yeah, yeah. Who unlike Joel McHale, is hated by everyone he's ever worked with. Everyone. 
Yeah. Oh, that's right. He's in he's in community with yeah, he is. Phil McHale. Um, he- yeah, yeah, you you get a real vibe that like the character that he's playing in that show is not a stretch for him. No. Um Yeah, I I think uh the uh, character Pierce Hawthorne was Chevy Chase light. Yeah. Because the shit that Chevy Chase said to Donald Glover off screen was enough to make Donald Glover go, fuck this, I'm out. Oh, wow. Oh, is that why he left Community? He left Community because of Chevy Chase. Oh, wow. I didn't know that. Oh, yeah. like three seasons, though, right? He leaves in season four. Yeah. So he held out. he was a kid and he was trying, but he's like, nah, dude, fuck this. The, the, I think that is also why it has changed a lot of what, uh, how Donald Glover interacts with the public and interacts with his fans and interacts with the media. Hmm. Like that's why he very famously, when he was doing pr- pr- promo work for Lando or not Lando, <laughs> Solo. Solo. Lando was the most memorable part of that movie, man. <laughs> but when he was doing um, stuff for Solo, um, oh yeah, there are a lot of recognizable faces already. Yeah. Um, they. Um, that was also when America, the song came out by Childish Gambino. Mm-hmm. And people will go, so what what are you trying to say with this song? And he's like, I'm not going to tell you. What do you think? It's well, I think pretty it's obvious. Really cool. Yeah, like this is not a super subtle song. <laughs> he, but he was more pointing out. It's like I created the thing. You get to interpret it. <laughs> that's that's it. That is our transaction. I'm the artist. You are the audience. Yeah. Uh, what's his name? The kid who plays Rusty in Christmas Vacation, and would later <laughs> be on Roseanne, played uh, Darlene's. Uh, partner for a while or whatnot even on the commentary for christmas vacation he talks about um first it was his first acting job and he talks about how uncomfortable it was working with chevy chase so much he mentions in the commentary what he has with the director he says i'm so glad like on the second day you pulled me aside and said unless it comes from me don't worry about it like unless i say it to you don't change anything. Don't listen to anything he says. Don't take to heart anything he says. Hmm. Oh, we just missed this part here. Apparently Warwick Davis did learn some sleight of hand so that he could do some of these magic scenes authentically. Nice. Yeah, I think yeah. he, he had to learn a lot of stuff for, for this movie. Like, yeah. an accent, how to, how to handle a baby. Yeah, swords. Everything. <laughs> hey, Billy Birdie. Fucking Billy Birdie, man. I love Billy Barney. I think he's. I don't think I'm telling tales out of school because I think Mikey has mentioned this, but Mikey Nielsen, one mm-hmm. time of Chronicles of the Nerds. I think he said Billy Barty is like his great uncle. And like Pat was wasn't like, I mean, hey, who just decides to pick Billy Barty as like, I'm gonna pick them as my fake family member. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> yeah, that's kind of cool. <clears throat> um, Weird Al fans, of course, recognize Billy Barty from UHF. 
he's the cameraman for Fran Drescher. Also, Billy Barty fans will just recognize Billy Barty from that's from true everything. Yeah. Uh, oh my god, uh, he's in another fucking Chevy Chase movie. Um, that I quite like. What's that? The title of it? It's um. Ah, uh, dang it! Foul play with Goldie Hawn. Oh, I don't know that movie. Uh, I remember liking it a lot. Um, yeah, it's got yeah Goldie Hawn, Chevy Chase, Dudley Moore, <laughs> yeah Billy Barty. Uh, with an original song by Barry Manilow, so that's cool. Hmm. Man, Billy Barty was trying to give Willow the... It's like, no, no, the thumb. Pick the thumb. Look mm-hmm. at... I'm looking... Look at me. I'm looking at my thumb. Nope. Nope, you picked the wrong finger. Yeah. <clears throat> so, uh, so I actually... Um... Missed what, what? What is the apprenticeship that no one's going to get? He's the he, he's the village wizard. Ah, God! Every filmmaker loves that shot of when a town or a village is under attack of leaving the young kid screaming in the middle. Like, mm-hmm. yeah, who would just run off without their baby? I well, mean, the baby could have been playing, and you know, it's a festival. Suppose, but could be with like friends or whatever. It's a tiny village. It's not like there's stranger danger here. No, that's that's fine. I understand that. But like, if you if you take your kid to a public place and all of a sudden there's danger, why aren't you now looking for your kid immediately? I, I mean, they might be, but I think this entire village is one giant public place. It doesn't look very big. Oh, this guy kind of looks like a young uh, Dwayne Johnson. Not that, not that one. D- definitely not Dwayne Johnson. No, no, no. <laughs> I don't know. Could be. The Rock is not that versatile. <laughs> <laughs> you know, for basically being like rubber suits on dogs, that's pretty effective costuming. Very. Like, normally, that just looks like crap. No, they they're obviously really well made costumes. Yeah. They look like rat boars. Oh man, that, that was dude the... right there looked like fucking what's his name non from Superman two. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <clears throat> um, I think what's impressive is nowadays that would have either been CGI or uh, a large animatronic, and they probably saved thousands by just making a rubber suit and throwing it on a dog. Yeah, that's possible. Yeah. And you're right. It's, it, it is a lot more effective because it looks like whatever creature it's supposed to be, which is terrifying. And it moves like you think what? something like that would move. Yeah. Like they're basically like hellhounds. They, they move like dogs still. Mm-hmm. <sighs> okay. This town leader here, I swear he gets cast as the same kind of role simply because he has naturally occurring Benjamin Franklin hair. <laughs> like, I swear, if you just have that, if you're an actor and you develop that kind of baldness, you're like, well, this is your role, man. This is what you get. 
You think he wears it long in real life too? I don't know. I mean, you might. That way, you don't ever have to like. All right, I'll come back in six months when my hair is longer. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> the villagers murmuring, murmur, murmur, murmur. <laughs> chickens clucking. My favorite one is always mooing. when you just get creepy music, suspenseful music, somber mm-hmm. music, which I can't. You need it, but music intensifies. Yeah. Billy Barty just looks fucking cool, by the way. Mm-hmm. All the costuming so far is really solid. It's really on point. It really does bring you to like this fantasy world. I don't think there has been a movie like Willow since. That like tries to create like an old... Well, I mean... Like, I mean, Lord it, of the Rings kind of does. In terms of immersion, much, you mean? Much or? Later. Here's the thing. Lord of the Rings used actors that were of uh they were not little people and they just right. used camera trickery and special effects mm. instead of actually hiring little people <clears throat> yeah that's true that's a really good point there's there's no shortage of little it's people really but... not <clears throat> Hmm. So, like, yeah, hmm, hmm. I mean, I that would make the assumption that every little person wants to work in, right? Uh, yeah, it's show like, business. That's probably well, and even do any kind of like fantasy because, like, Peter Dinklage has made a big point of being like, <clears throat> quit casting us as roles in places that don't exist. Mm-hmm. You know, as opposed to real world. Mm-hmm. Uh, Leprechaun I, I... takes place in the real world. Oh my god! <laughs> <Really>? <laughs> Sometimes even in space. Space is real. Wait, is Warwick Dave? Is he Leprechaun? He yeah, is Leprechaun. Is leprechaun. Nice. I will admit, I have never seen any of the Leprechaun movies. I. I have I've, I've seen several of them, possibly all of them. <laughs> uh, when I was a kid, there was a, a phase uh, in our life, in my life, where uh, weekends we would visit my dad and we would go to the Hollywood uh, Blockbuster Video mm-hmm. and rent a bunch of horror movies, and we would watch them at his apartment while doing laundry. Oh, okay, super exciting weekends. I feel like. Uh, the Leprechaun movies came out when I was in my phase of like, I don't want goofiness in my horror. I want to be terrified. Yep. I went through that too. When you're like eight years old, they're pretty fucking scary. Oh yeah. No, I know. That's not, that's not what I'm saying. When, when those movies came out, I wasn't eight years old. (laughs) You know what? The movie that terrified me at 10 was Poltergeist. Mm. And, Strangely enough, uh, Carpenter's thing, the thing is what broke horror movies for me. As in you couldn't, you didn't enjoy him or, hmm? as in you didn't enjoy him anymore or they got you or you enjoyed him on a different reason. It was the movie that I went, that I stopped going, Oh my God, this is terrifying. And started going, 
wait, how did they do that? Yeah. Mm. Um, and I think it was my brain trying to like when that when the dog's face peels away for the first time. Yeah. I I went from oh my god, oh my god, oh my god. Wait, how did they do that? Yeah. Yeah. I I think it was like it was trying to my brain was trying to save me because it just went. This is a movie. None of this is real. And I'm like, right. you're right. None of this is real. I don't have to be afraid of this. But now I want to know how they did it. Yeah. And I know uh, I've mentioned it before, but for me, it was my mom rented me the making of Thriller. Mm, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That had all that makeup. And she gave it to me. She rented it for me so that I wouldn't be terrified of even commercials for horror movies. It had, I mean, that worked. But it did not have the impact she wanted because then I would rent. I wanted everything. Nope. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. I, I think uh, Nightmare on Elm Street is when I first started finding horror funny, and I found <laughs> amusement in other people's fear. So those that were the super familiar. Yeah. The, yeah. Those yeah. were the three movies because I started watching movies, horror movies after that, and going, this it's like. I want this to be scary, but it's not because of this or that and or I get this. And yeah, I, I went through that and it's like, no, there shouldn't be any funny in horror movies. It's gotta be scary all the time. It's like, <laughs> oh, I've been looking at this all wrong. Yeah. Sorry, we ignored Willow for a bit. Well that's fine. It's Willow inspired tangents though. It's kinda how these go. Yep, he's he's got to well, I think it it does a lot to talk about other genres and that um, actors who are also little people have worked in and to point out the fact that yeah, it, it, like um, Denise was saying that Dinklage said, give them roles that are in the real world. Can we just stop for a minute and look at that fucking gorgeous matte painting back there? That's fantastic. That's nice. Oh my God. Uh, oh, That's a lost ass art. Mm-hmm. So those uh those kids uh, I know where that is. Those, sorry, this waterfall. Uh, most of the waterfall scenes were filmed near Bernie Falls, which is about an hour from where I grew up. Huh. A really fucking gorgeous uh, national park. Yeah, I know at least two of the the party here were in Time Bandits. Uh, I think he is the guy just got spit on, and I'm pretty sure. <laughs> The black guy is. I think the I think the both the guards are in it, aren't they? I think so. Ew. Oh, that's fucking cool, man. I mean, of the party, if that was the guy that deserved to get barfed on by Yeah, hate, sure. But Oh man. Skeletor. Yep. General <laughs> Kale. So nice. good. You know, I'm I'm kind of surprised I didn't watch this in a theater. When this came out, I'd have been 12. This shit was my jam. Because I was just starting to discover, like, D&D. Mm-hmm. Um, Maybe your mom was like, no, we're not going to that satanic shit. Well, possible. And it's also, it wasn't until... God, I think, like, after I moved away, that the Susanville Theater started getting more first run films. We wouldn't get movies until a few weeks in. Cause this is back when they, when you, the theater had to pay the studio 
to have them send like unlimited number of prints out. Um, and the theaters had to decide like, is it going to like do gangbusters in our hick town or should we just wait a few weeks? I mean, the only Star Trek I ever saw. I never saw an opening Star Trek in Susanville. We always went to Reno. Hmm. Cause they didn't, they didn't play. How long a drive is that? At 90 minutes. Oosh. Which seems horrible now, but in Susanville, when like Reno is your only, like, it's weird to call Reno your cultural outlet, but when that's it. Right. Like, I can't imagine what my childhood would have been like without Reno, which is, again, a weird thing to say, but Reno and Margie's Book Nook were the two things that kept my childhood sane when it came to what I enjoyed. I I think that like I can see where that trip was would be worth it. Nowadays, you think about it, it's like ninety minutes. So I'm going to drive the length of the movie to watch a movie and then drive the length of the movie back. That yeah, but you'd make like, whoa. You'd make a whole day of it though. Oh, that's true. Yeah, you know, make it worth got, the drive. You would have to. Yeah, yeah, because you know Reno's got buffets because Nevada. That's uh, it had. Yeah, it had a mall with a KB Toys and a Walden. Like no, it was like you'd made a day of it. <laughs> like Ontario was the biggest of the small towns. Um, yeah. the biggest town in the area was an hour drive, and that was to drive to Boise. Okay, yeah, makes sense. And when I was old enough to drive and had my own car, um, that those were trips that became more frequent. Because it right. would be like, oh, this is playing. Oh, I'm going to go see this. <laughs> I drove to Boise to go see Akira on the big screen when it came out. <laughs> right. Nice. I've actually never seen Akira. Hmm. It was playing at the Hollywood not too long ago, but I, I don't know. I think it might have been like a like a busy week, and <laughs> or uh, I was like, uh, I bet it's going to be super crowded. This would have been a couple months ago where I was still. <sighs> anxious about movie theaters um it like i saw it mm-hmm. in 1990 and it is well worth it yeah to see like it, it's, in the big it, it's worth it see it on the big screen like it's worth it to watch period um but if you do get a chance to see it on the big screen i feel the same way about the original um ghost in the shell i saw mm-hmm. that in the theater i think in like 93 Mm. Oh, I that in the yeah, I saw that at Lloyd Center. Hmm. They don't even uh, have a movie theater anymore, do they? Not in no, the mall sorry, proper, no. The, I oh, mean, the one across the street. Yeah. It's Lloyd. still there. Is it? Okay. I thought yep. that one also closed. Nope. nope. Somehow it's still chugging along. Oh, uh, yeah. No, I've in the, all the time that I lived in Portland, there has not been a movie theater inside Lloyd Center proper. Yeah. Yeah, that's that's true. One thing, really quick, about the movie that I've noticed, and mm-hmm. I, I actually really appreciate. So his guards, so like the the soldiers of the village, mm-hmm. like a lot of times movies like this, even though they're meant to be like trained soldiers, will still, unfortunately, since they're little people, kind of play it for laughs. Even if they're trying to be serious, like they'll cut to how they're knocked down or whatever. Mm-hmm. And like, so far this movie hasn't done that. Like, these are, like, guards that are, like, 
yeah, we know we're smaller than most of our enemies, but like we will fucking throw down. Yeah, but we're trained to do. And I think that like that's that entire scene where the the hellhound dog Mm -hmm. storms the village. Everyone runs away except the guards. The guards wait for the right opportunity, and as soon as it's cornered, they jump right in. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And it, it like they look like they can handle themselves in a fight. And even though they have, like, daggers and short swords, I appreciate that their primary weapon is a spear mm-hmm. because that, it's it's range. It gives them reach. They need. Reach. <laughs> yep. This was, this is a couple years after Top Gun, right? Yeah. Top yes. Gun is 86? 86. Yeah, and this, yeah. Top Gun, which, by the way, Val Kilmer's agent had to threaten him to take the job. Why? Val Kilmer was completely happy playing screwball comedies like Top Secret. He did not want to be a, quote, serious actor. He just wanted to goof off and have fun in movies. And his agent's like, if you do not take this role in Top Gun, I am dropping you as a client because no one makes those movies you like anymore. Like, they just don't get made anymore. Mm. So, <laughs> no, Val Kimmer was perfectly happy doing, like, 80s weird romping comedies. Like um, Top Secret. Top Secret, um, Real Genius, like, all that stuff, yeah. Yeah, you know, the movie that a space laser blows up a house from popping all the popcorn inside. <laughs> <laughs> I love Real Genius. It's great. That's Jen's, one of Jen's favorite movies, like of all time. That's why Which I felt like uh, <laughs> the, the movie Van Wilder felt like a, a spiritual um, successor. Well, that's a that was a National Lampoons, right? It was, yeah. That was like their whole deal. Um, but it, it was also the fact that it had this very handsome, very charismatic, could easily play in drama or action movies. But here he is playing a comedy with Ryan Reynolds. Yeah. So, like, Ryan Reynolds' Van Wilder felt very much like um, Val Kilmer's character from um, Real Genius. I can see that. Apparently, Val Kilmer ad-libbed a lot of his movies, or a lot of his lines. Which is apparently something he does Hmm. a lot. Um, And it all depends on the director how much they enjoy that aspect of him. Sure. Yeah. Like, I, I really do think I enjoy his more comedic and somewhat esoteric roles over, like, his big commercial movies where they try to make a superstar out of him. Pretty mm-hmm. sure he does, too, honestly. Mm-hmm. Uh, oh, my God. You know what I think this movie doesn't have? Hmm. Which is actually kind of shocking. I don't think this movie has Ron Howard's brother. Clint? Clint. I don't think Clint Howard is in Willow. Huh. I mean, is but, he is he in everything? Every, 
like he tends to do a lot of stuff Ron Howard does just and it's not like Ron Howard's throwing the bone like Clint Howard is a respected yeah I mean you know no, no, he's, be working actor but he's a little niche but but he is legitimately good yeah um, and you're never disappointed when Clint Howard shows up on screen you know he's going to entertain you but I guess what I'm getting at is like, is this the only time or one of the very, very few times that Clint isn't in a Ron Howard production? No, I guess not. Or is it kind think... of a toss up? He's not in solo, is he? I don't. Mm. Not that I remember. But that's tangentially a Ron Howard movie. Ahaha! <laughs> uh, gender jokes. So, for the longest time, ever since I started watching this now, I didn't realize that Mad Bardigan was his actual full name. I thought, like, Mad was what people called him, and his name was Mardigan. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Same. Yeah. He's rocking a pretty epic wig, though. He is. Yeah. It's almost mullet quality. Like, if he were to... Yeah, it's close. I mean, it is long on the side, but you can tell like it doesn't want to be. Oh, I, I thought it was just kind of like pulled back. Not that it's shorter in the front. I mean, it probably is he has, he's yeah. it's just long hair. Like I think it's just the way it's styled. Guy. It gives off. Mm-hmm. He's he's not full achy breaky. He's maybe achy. <laughs> Dumb. <laughs> yeah, I know. Sporting his Padawan braids. Uh, I just saw like a super yeah. rare like behind the scenes of episode one. This is a Padawan thing. When George Lucas was doing the very first like hair tests on Ewan McGregor. Mm-hmm. And they're starting the tribbing and George is like, you know, I, you know, Ewan, I hope you don't mind. Like we're going to do some shaving on the side and this is Ewan, like, at peak, like, train spotting era. Right. So he's still that kind of Scottish punk, you know, vibe he gives off. And he's literally, like, his eyes are, like, wide with excitement. He's like, George, I don't fucking care. I'm going to be in Star Wars. Uh, if people have not watched Warwick Davis's uh, show that he did, um, oh, fuck, I'm going blank on his the show. Um, sh- I think it, is it Life Too Short? Yes. <laughs> uh, watch that show. It's one of those great kind of BBC cringe comedies. Mm -hmm. Uh, that's where that scene comes from where Warwick Davis is introducing like his director to Liam Neeson and that's that whole scene where Liam Neeson's like so I play this character who's riddled with AIDS Warwick's like no Liam I think it's supposed to be funny it will be a funny tragedy because I'm riddled with AIDS (laughs) (laughs) I'm riddled with it. <laughs> uh, Shades of Grogu, they made an animatronic baby. 
Oh, really? I was yeah. thinking that, yeah. So they're the two twins, the rubber baby that could be dropped. The stunt mm-hmm. baby. The stunt baby, and then an <laughs> animatronic one that could move when they needed it to. It, appeared th- it apparently weighed three times as much as a baby. <laughs> this is a relatively short movie. He's and... like, he <laughs> off the baby, and that's the end. Hey, that's it. Thanks for watching. Yeah. That's... Uh, and when they first wrote this scene, um, he says the baby's name, and then they realized, oh, well, he wouldn't fucking know that, so they had to redo it. Yeah, where he just says, bye, child. Goodbye, little one. Bye, little one. Yeah. <sighs> just in time for second breakfast. <laughs> so this is kind of interesting. I guess for a while there was speculation that people assumed this existed in the same universe as Star Wars. Yeah, like on what premise? I think it's just because it was the 80s and everyone assumed that if George Lucas was doing a fantasy or anything with some kind of sorcery, it was a Star War. Mm. I mean, there's... This isn't Earth. We can't assume that it's Earth. Right. Yeah. Um, so, it's entirely possible. All right, there are the brownies. See, okay, now I remember them super being super familiar. Let's see if I still like them. And then they have to go chase them into like a village of trees, right? Mm-hmm. I have seen this. <laughs> so, oh my god, these these uh, brownies are giving me like shades of evil miniature ashes from Army of Darkness. Mm-hmm. It's the same quality of green screening. Or uh, blue screen, I guess, yeah. is what they used. Would have been blue screen, yeah. I appreciate that for work, this is now like a, a, a switch. <laughs> he played the Ewoks to the Empire Stormtroopers, and now yeah. he's Stormtrooper-sized. Now you know how it feels. Mm-hmm. Brownies. They're not the good kind. What? Yeah. What brownies? That's not a. I think it is a Fey name. Yeah. What? I've never yeah, heard of I it. think I think so. Yeah, they're a type of Fey. Hmm. Both in D and D and in like European. Mm-hmm. Uh, Scottish lore. Well, they're also known as Brunies. <laughs> and then is this a fairy? More fairy folk. More fairy folk, yeah. Yeah, how do you know his name? Because the baby told him. Oh, oh right. This is how he learns her name. Yeah. Yeah. Look at that young Kevin Pollock. Yep. Oh, there he is. <laughs> mm-hmm. With the uh, the mouse head on his head. Yeah. Elora Dannon. I just read that story that him and the other brownie, like when they wrapped filming one day, they just went to like a comedy club and started performing to blow off steam. 
And like mm-hmm. this rant, they said this random dude just came up on stage and started performing with them. And then they realized that that random dude was Robin Williams. I heard that. Yeah. And Kevin Pollack said like, I just got off stage and watched the man work. <laughs> Rick Overton. Rick Overton is the other brownie. Okay. It's the taller of the two brownies. Oh. Yeah. They were both working comedic actors at the time. Yeah. Deal with it. I like that the logic here is just like, oh, this baby likes you. So it's it's up to you now. You know, got to do what the baby says. Yeah. I mean, it's like the same thing with dogs. Like, my dog doesn't like anybody, but he likes you, so I can trust you. <laughs> you know. I mean, same sort logic. of, yeah. Or else. Instead of a king, you will have a queen. <laughs> I was thinking the same thing. Mm-hmm. Especially because you think she's no. gone, and then she's like, you have to do this. <laughs> Otherwise, everything is doomed. <clears throat> oh. <laughs> Who is Gavin O'Hearley in this movie? Who's who? Oh, so the other like night soldier guy that taunts Mad Mardigan when he's Mm -hmm. in the the gibbet. Um, So that's Gavin O'Hearley. The nerdy trivia about him is that Gavin O'Hearley played Richie Cunningham's older brother who is only in one episode of Happy, Happy Days, the, the debut the, episode, the very first episode, where he goes upstairs and says, I'll see you guys tomorrow, and then he's written out of the show forever. So Richie Cunningham's older brother never came back from the second floor. I remember people used to like speculate about how this is some sort of like war commentary. or I think oh, it... That's reading way too much into it. That. What was that? I think it did become that because he was... That was during the Korean War. Uh, I feel like. I guess so, because it's mid to late 50s, and everyone forgets that during the happy-go-lucky 1950s was also the happy-go-lucky Korean War. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, well, it's just like how I love the theory that um, John Delancey's character in Days of Our Lives is still Q. Because <laughs> the way he was written off on that show, he's a mad scientist, and he's was convincing everyone that he'd built a time machine and they wrote him off the show and that he goes into his basement to activate his time machine and John Delancey never comes back on the show ever again. <laughs> and they go down there and he's not there. They're like, he's gone. That's how they got rid of him. <laughs> and uh, how does that tie into the uh, the St. Elmo's Fire universe? Uh, I don't know, but I'm sure it does. Because <laughs> we are all the dreams of an autistic child. Oh, the brownies are sticking with him, huh? Well, they, they until now. To. Yeah, I mean, the, the fake queen went. No, you're you're going with them. I mean, the the effects are dated now, but that's not bad for that era. Kinda I mean, I, got a I've great seen worse for sure. Yeah, mm-hmm. you always got a great shit on a curve. Let's get this baby crunked. 
Uh, Lucas at one time wanted to call this movie Munchkins, but then decided that was not a good idea. Oh no! Say that's a that's a good good safe play, friends. Yeah, yeah. Was <laughs> a much better name for this movie. Yes, very much so. It is. <clears throat> the lady got a uh, fucking bagpipe in her hair. That's kind of cool. She does. <laughs> People of this world are also incredibly racist. Yeah. And specious. It's probably why all the little people live in their own village with mm-hmm. only other little people. <laughs> yeah, brownies just cause trouble. They're just chaos. Yep. Also, they travel with their own roofies, apparently. Mm-hmm. Love potions. She's I do a- appreciate that the Kevin Pollock brownie like, is basically wearing a mouse skin mm-hmm. jacket. But I like it because that means in quote real life, someone made a giant mouse skin jacket for Kevin Pollock. And the hat. Don't forget the hat. That's what I mean. Yeah. That is totally something I would want to keep if I was the actor. It's like, I am keeping my mouth, my mouse skin jacket and cloak. Mm-hmm. I'm keeping it. That's fair. Yeah. I feel like we know someone who could probably make you something like that. I am I do, but... <laughs> Bean! <laughs> Bean, are you sure you and I aren't brownies? Um, I mean, it's possible. <laughs> We like to wear dead things. We tend to get it in trouble. And if you drop us in a vat of beer, we're super happy. See, folks, this isn't on video, but you can see Cable contemplating which way does his comment go. <laughs> doesn't go anywhere. I'm just... I'm. Mm-mm. Mm-mm. <laughs> oh. Oh. Jeez. Oh, that's right. Val Kilmer, you scamp. Mm-hmm. Mud Martigan. Whoa! He's got, like, a 8 o'clock shadow. How is this yeah. working? It's not. Look, it's not. And also, this is harsh living. You know, don't judge somebody. <laughs> Tiny Pollock, you drunk. Yeah. Tiny Pollock. Tiny Pollock. I'm your tiny Pollock. Ew. Well, you, now you gotta be careful because... I th- I, well, I don't know that's a slur, but... Tiny Pollock? Pollock for, you know, people from Poland. That's not... That's because that's not the word. Yeah. What do you, what do you mean it's not the word? Pollock is not the word. It's similar spelling... Completely different pronunciation. Ah. Yeah. All right, so you're safe. Yes. Yes. That woman's helmet is crooked. I know. Fix your damn helmet. I know. I mean, it's a cool helmet. It is, but... Seems like a... I don't know. Maybe it's the angle, because the the other side has a flap that is really large, long, too. It also seems like like a very ineffective... in front of your face. 
This is also a very ineffective uh, arrow quiver, as it only holds four. And now Mard Medmardigan is going to have to prove that he is the best swordsman in the world. Yep, here we go. Not a woman. Bar fight. Good move, Willow. That was good. That was worthy of like a Shatner butt attack. (laughs) That's a cool set. Uh! Oh, man, Bean, this is what I imagine the drunken monkey looks like in our old Pathfinder game. (laughs) (laughs) That's a comment that is only known by four other people. Oh, jeez. This is a lot of stunt work for, you know, a baby scene. Well, that's why that one was made of rubber. Mm-hmm. So you, you can throw a rubber baby all you want. Right, right. I know that the baby is fake. I just mean, like, in the world, this is a lot of risk-taking to do with a baby in your arms. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but I think the option is it gets killed. Like, if you don't, Right. That's true. They're they're specifically after the baby. Yeah. Womp womp. Ow. <laughs> I like that the brownies do not suffer from uh, a, a lack of confidence. No. In, no, they in... don't. Yeah, they don't care that they're the size of like a hand. Nope. They want to throw hands. They're they're mm-hmm. enthusiastic about everything. Mm-hmm. I mean, could they technically jump down your throat and kill you from the inside to start ripping stuff apart? I think they'd have to work pretty hard to get down there because they're not that small. I guess that's true. Oh, speaking of which, have you guys been watching uh, the <laughs> latest season of The Boys? No. Nope. Okay, well then I can't tell you. Uh... Oh, the internet's already spoiled it. <laughs> and I don't really care. I I run really hot and cold. I know the boys is good. I run really hot and cold with the creator, so I always have a problem watching some of his stuff. Mm. The comment oh. creator, not. But I love Carl Urban, so I should go back and watch it. Um, the creator of the show, and I didn't realize this until recently, is Eric Kripke. Oh, okay. Should, gave should a, I know that name? Fifteen years of supernatural. Ah. Which is why Jensen Eccles is on the current season of The Boys. Wait, Supernatural's over? <laughs> Supernatural's never over. Never <laughs> over. No. Wait, who is Jensen Eccles in the new season? Soldier Boy. Yeah. Oh, I thought he looked familiar. Jensen Eccles. I've, ne- I've, I've never seen even a minute of Supernatural, so it, it doesn't really... It's, it's the law and order of the CW. <laughs> or the Grey's Anatomy, which is still on apparently. Oh I, my god! I can't say that it is not like it is everything that you think it is being, but its cultural significance I think cannot be underplayed, and I think it is in a long, long look at um, pop culture and things that are influenced pop culture and are important mm-hmm. it definitely like if, if that was a book it gets a chapter yeah i mean i i say i haven't seen it and i haven't it's not because i don't think i would enjoy it or i think that it would be dumb i totally know it would pull me in like oh yeah 
from what I've seen of the show, I'm like, oh no, this is the kind of show that I would totally pitch. Yep. Like 100%. Brothers fighting demons in a muscle car. That's fucking Yeah. I, I have a friend who likes it, but the only reason, like the only thing that she has really told me about it or why she loves it so much is that one of the actors, maybe it's Jensen Eccles, maybe it's the other one, um, is like a really, really big advocate for uh, like veterans and veterans with PTSD. And so that's like, that has a lot of mileage with her. Um, But she didn't really tell me anything about the show itself or why I would enjoy it. Uh, I think they're all pretty, they're both pretty stand up folks from what I've heard. Yeah, but that's not enough to make me want to watch a thing. And sure. and once oh. I learned enough about the show to to recognize that it would probably be something really? I'd enjoy, I'm like, that is such a huge undertaking. We it just is. missed the second use of the Wilhelm. This movie I has the Wilhelm it. three times. I think I'm a couple seconds behind. I'm having a lot of uh, lag. Oh, sorry. That's all right. I'll be fine. But I, I did catch it because uh, yeah. because of that delay. It's hard to miss the Wilhelm, really. <laughs> I there are three of them. I think that that is the first one. Oh, is it the first? Okay, we got uh-huh. two more to go then. Well, at least let the horses go without dragging the wagon. Hey, that rhymed. They'll be fine. I know. Besides, you have to so that they continue following. Oh, that's right. Tracks. Oh, uh-huh. that's right. Oh, uh, that's true. Yeah. Although there are two of them and there are two horses, the smarter thing to do would be to cut the wagon and take off in the horses. They, you still need the horses to pull the wagon so that pulls tracks, wagon tracks. They're chasing so I'm wagon in tracks. Of making our getaway. I was, I was just thinking like they could get away faster with just horses, no wagon. Um, but they are being chased by also people on just horses. So mm-hmm. they. Well, and also, as long as the people on horses keep seeing wagon tracks, they think they're still on the road. I understand that. Okay. I just, I would have done it differently. Is all I'm saying. That means you get to lead the next D&D party. Ah! That's what you get. You can't make me. I'm I'm the DM. Yes, I can. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, that's cute. (laughs) No, I know. I would never do that as a DM anyway. What's that little tattoo on his arm? Who's tattoo? I didn't get a good look at it. Val Kilmer's. Or uh-huh. Matt Mardigan's. I don't know if it was drawn for the movie or if he really has a weird kind of stitch looking tattoo. See? Oh, it looks like a little arrow. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I don't know. It's probably a Matt Mardigan tattoo. Yeah. Do you think Kevin Pollock gets asked about his role in this movie a lot? No, I don't think he does. No. Mm. I, I think he avoids places that he would get asked about Willow. <laughs> like I don't spending a lot of time at you know nerd what? conventions. That makes me want to get like a good 8x10 res version of his character in Willow. Cool. And whenever I, I know I'm going to potentially see him at an event... Just be like, pow, can you sign this for me? I actually uh, saw him perform once at a uh, like a helium type comedy club place mm-hmm. uh, in Seattle. 
Uh, and I had I got a signed uh, copy of his book, Sleeping My Way to the Middle. Was he any good? He always strikes me as a good stand-up comic. I've seen some of his a few clips. I mean, I remember enjoying it well enough to buy the book. All right, that's good. Um, and then I got to meet him. He was a nice dude. Yeah, that's cool. Yeah. yeah. What else can you ask for? Yeah. Her crown is sweet. Mm-hmm. But you need a crown like that. Okay. That's all. I'm, you're on your own <laughs> yeah, for getting you, it. You didn't have to sell it very hard. Yeah. <laughs> uh, apparently, John Cusack was also up for the role of Mad Mardigan. And he said to this day, not getting it was one of his greatest disappointments. I don't know if I could see him in this. Well, I'm trying to think. He's... They would They would have filmed in 87, and that was kind of... That's say anything era of John Cusack, right? Yeah, it is. That, he, he, he arguably would have had well, no, Top Gun. He probably had equal star power. I think if he had done this, Mad Mardigan still would have been an iconic character, but he would have been iconic in a completely different way. Yeah, like it would still be one of those, oh yeah, Mad Mardigan was great. He did this, he did that. But Cusack and, Kil- uh, and, and Kilmer's takes on the character would be very different, but I think they would have both been great. Yeah. Yes. So, you know, based on the reading that I did, uh, Mad Mardigan is basically like the Han Solo of oh of yeah movie. 100%. Yeah, and I just, the I don't, hero. I don't know that John Cusack has enough of that like, roguish charm that sort of like he's kind of a bully almost but you love him anyway and I, I don't see John Cusack pulling the character off in the same way like I said no. people it would be a, it would be a very different interpretation huh. I would I would agree with that actually being because even though Val Kilmer's got like very traditional Hollywood chiseled looks mm-hmm. he never I mean apart from some of his 80s early 80s stuff he never comes off as a preppy. And even when John Cusack is playing an outsider character, he still gives off preppy vibes for me. And that changes how Mad Mardigan is portrayed. Let's see that. Yeah. And Val Kilmer is great at being just covered in dirt. That's true. I think there is a lot of, uh... sorry, I've got too many thoughts going on at once. <laughs> One is, I think I agree with your assessment of late 80s, early 90s John Cusack. I think late 90s and beyond John Cusack would have played a believable Mad Mardigan. Because, yeah. he, like, the say anything John Cusack could not have quite pulled off this role. In, in the same way that Val Kilmer did. Mm-hmm. Gross point blank era and beyond era, um, John Cusack could have. Mm. Okay. Yeah, I'll, I'll agree to that. Yeah. Because he, he, like, that is definitely where he came across as he's still boy next door and he's still likable and he's funny. And then he's also very, very threatening yeah. and very <laughs> It's it is unfortunate that late era John Cusack kind of 
went down the path of like red pill men's right activists. <gasps> Did he really? Yeah. Aww. It's one of the things I wish I had never learned about him. I mean, he doesn't really work anymore. No, he's apparently also very difficult to work with in his older years. Mm. So that people do not enjoy working with him. The last time I saw something with John Cusack in it, it was actually something where they like they bought a Russian movie. Yeah. And then they like tweaked it. And so they like they had like a whole post production for his scenes. Because he never interacts with the the, the main characters of the no. movie. Um it was it's, you know the movie I'm talking about, right? I'm looking so, at like, the title. Post apocalyptic something. Um I think also like the 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 kid is like he's got a special destiny to to save humanity or some shit like that. And John Cusack is just like this like man in a in an ivory tower who's like controlling the 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 situation and trying to block this kid from achieving his goal through like advanced technology. It, it was it was really strange. <laughs> yeah. And, and and yeah, the whole thing was that like it seems very much like an American group bought this Russian movie and then just like sort of inserted the John Cusack character into part of it to like bulk up the plot. I'm trying to remember what it was. Sell it for an American audience. Was it Singularity? Um, Gosh. The last thing I saw, the last thing I saw of him that I really liked was, was probably 1408. Actually, the last thing I saw him in that I would have liked was probably the uh, the Beach Boys uh, movie. The last thing I saw him in was War Incorporated. I didn't see that. The Beach it's Boys. It's a spiritual movie. successor. Or it's a spiritual sequel to Chris Point Blank. Huh. Hmm. I don't. Th- I've not seen that. Oh man, he did a movie called The Frozen Ground. That also stars Nicolas Cage and 50 Cent and Vanessa Hudgens. Uh, I think I have to watch that movie. Okay. Not saying it's a good idea. Uh, And yes, Aaron, it it was uh, the 2017 film Singularity. It has like a little bit of a Terminator vibe. By way of like... uh, what is it? The supercomputer that's like, oh, humans are the problem. Yeah. And that's why there's like not much humanity left. All right. Oh, we should watch so the movie. The party has <laughs> collected its two chaos fairies, its swordsmen. Mm-hmm. Um, and now right. they've got their, their sorceress. Yeah, so we got a fighter. Willow was probably right now he's an acolyte. He's probably going to become like a gnome illusionist. Mm-hmm. Gnome mm-hmm. sorcerer. Definitely sorcerer because he doesn't read books. He doesn't learn spells that way. Right. No, it, it's intrinsic magic. Yeah. Oh, man. What about the chinchilla? Is that what it was? Um, n- no, it's not a chinchilla. I thought it was just... a um, possum. No, it's it's not a possum either. It's uh, it, it's more of it's something more in the the marmot line. Mm. Marmots, yes, oh, that's that's the, in the face. You want. 
She apparently really did kick him here. <laughs> That's probably why he married her. <laughs> yeah. I love a chick that can and kick me in the face. And that's probably also why it didn't last. Probably. But, I mean, for a good long while, she went from being Joanne Wally to Joanne Wally Kilmer. And then back to Joanne Wally again. I feel like Val Kilmer... I don't mean this disparagingly. I feel like you have to be a certain kind of person to be married to Val Kilmer. Because he strikes you as a very much of like, I'm just going to do what I want. It's crazy, go, huh? Yeah, I'm gonna go where like the winds take me. I mean, and I mean now it's kind of sad. He's fighting cancer and can't really speak anymore. Oh my god! Say what you will about Top Gun Maverick, but his scenes were they like grabbed those nostalgia strings and just went, "We're gonna pull on him as hard as we can." <laughs> I'm pretty sure I'm a hard pass for that. There's plenty of other Val Kilmer Wait, films that I can enjoy. I don't remember. Does the possum thing talk? Oh, that's right, because it's a... That's the sorceress. That's right. God damn it. I forgot about that. Oh, we were talking about the singularity yeah. during that whole part. Is she a sorceress or a, wild, or a uh, druid of the totem that's stuck in her... More room. of a druid. Yeah. Mm. Is this a different helmet now? No, it's just on her head this time. It's on her head correctly now, yeah. <laughs> it doesn't have the... F- oh, the, oh, the flaps are like folded inward too, so they're not like covering her face. <clears throat> I wonder where they filmed some of this part at. So this I did also- read that um, they could not get uh, the rights to shoot in China. Mm-hmm. And then they wanted to do some external shots. And so uh, Lucas sent photographers to capture some of the scenery that he had wanted to, to use. And then they just blue screened that into, um, oh, into the okay. film. And I would bet that these, this, this snowy mountainous region is, is the part is the China stuff. Which is really interesting because if you look at the quote, the bad guy's armor, there's a lot of, mongolian influence on them same with the yurts that's that's a good point which isn't china by the way but it's not china but you could no no you can definitely see where like that was sort of like where they got the idea or the influence for for this particular group yeah also yurts are cool i like staying in yurts it's weird I like yurts. I find them comfortable. I like like turtles. I find them very comfortable and pleasing and inviting. I enjoy yurts. (laughs) I'd rather have a yurt than a log cabin. That's what I'm saying. Mm -hmm. Okay. Okay. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) That's not a muskrat. What the hell is that? It's cute and I want one. Oh, that looked like stop motion there. Yeah. Might be. Haha, <laughs> take that. It kind of looks like a fat sugar glider. Mm-hmm. Which is a pet that I have totally wanted in my life. 
I have no idea. If yes. I don't know if they're a pain in the butt to own or not, but they're just so damn cute. They're just so fucking cute. They yeah. probably shit on everything when you let them out of their probably. cages. And if you have any other kind of pet, they're probably going to want to try to kill it. But they are so goddamn adorable. Yeah. It's and just they, like they I find ferrets around. very cute, but I, I could never own a ferret. No, if you want, you just want to smell like cat pee all the time. Yeah. No, thank you. I can't have pets that live in cages. Do sugar gliders live in like bird cages? I oh, they probably live in some sort of habitat most of the time, and they then do you like, let them out to to you know be yeah. free and jump around and shit. Oh, this is his first use of magic, magic, huh? Mm-hmm. Well, he was trying some out uh, the other night by the fire, but he almost right. blew himself up. Yep, he instead like teleported himself. Yeah. So apparently his wand was actually made out of wood, but then they realize he'll probably break this wooden wand while we're filming the movie, so we should probably make some fiberglass replicas of the one wooden prop we've made. (laughs) Um... Yes. FYI, going through, I know this is going back to Cusack. Mm-hmm. Uh, going through his Wikipedia, there isn't anything tying him to that. There is a thing that in 2019 where he apparently posted something in defense of Palestine. But the problem was, is the thing that he posted was an image and quote that was associated with a neo-Nazi. Oh. Um, and... I think he tried to defend it and then realized that that was not the way to go. So, oh, no, I'm looking at follow the money and then, oh, he got a little, uh, uh, he got a little elders of Zion on people. A little bit. Mm. But like, don't know. Sounds like a combination of like, but the trick is, is nothing else in his political that his political stance, like that follows with his political stance being pro-Palestine mm-hmm. and people use the wrong quote from the wrong person all the time for shit like that. Right. Right. But, yeah. Like everything else that he's done in the past two decades does not steer into men's right activism. Hmm. Wonder where I heard that. Then. Don't know. Hmm. I've never heard like, anything about it. Is, is it still possible that he's a shitty person? Probably. Maybe. Who knows? Possibly, sure. yeah. He used to have the biggest crush on his sister. Joan or Anne? Joan. 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 <laughs> they both act. I know. It's like, no, I, got, I have to hit on the sleeping woman. I have to. I have to be creepy. I have to go Disney on this. It's in the, it's in the script. Oh, but he got um he got sprinkled with the um the love potion. Oh, he got brownied. Right. Yeah, that's like like two minutes ago. You've been brownied. Right. <laughs> nice. I will. I will be right back. I don't know why I'm saying it quietly. I don't either. I don't either. I mean, this is still weird, but 
Yeah, well, this is why you don't mess with love potions. Ever. Very effective love potion. The fairies, man. Can't trust them. Nothing but trouble. I also feel like these are the most realistic hairdos for people who are out in the wild riding around on horses wearing helmets and battle armor all the time because their hair's a mess. <laughs> You're right. Yeah. Normally, even if it was like, Oh, tussled bedhead or whatever, it would still be like very precisely, you know, tussled. And uh, it always looks like you still have a stylist. Yeah. And, and this is a mess. I guess we still don't see him be the best swordsman. I think that, that still is coming. I mean, that was pretty impressive. The little here we go. This is swinging and tossing. Well, but that's the <laughs> beginning. Is that he's the the best uh, swordsman? Is that what he tells them? Yeah. When he's in the cage, he's like, I am Ed Martigan. I am the, it's like, are you a fighter? It's like, I am the greatest swordsman that's ever lived. <laughs> Get out of there. He can't. It's the spell. Now this is a getaway. Mm-hmm. This also, this entire getaway sledding mm-hmm. on a shield scene like mm-hmm. yeah this this is classic lucas <laughs> this is that whole school of lucas and spielberg mm-hmm, mm-hmm. it's like yep et et on, on the bike mm-hmm. even pod racing really pod racing yep mm-hmm. um, just the, the opportunity to have that pov of it, this this like fun action sequence it's the temple of doom um Jumping yes. out of the This part, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yep. Woo! <laughs> I love coming back to it. Woo! Oh, hey! <laughs> also, that baby would have like whiplash. Yeah, that's why. It's not a baby. I know it's not a real baby. I'm just saying. Oh, man, you can see where Laoshe Airlines crashed. What was <laughs> we, I just we were saying? Just, uh, oh, God damn it. <laughs> yeah? Nice. I, I was thinking that this, this scene is a hallmark of Lucas and Spielberg films and that entire school of um, action, family-friendly action, where it's like, <clears throat> Although apparently, speaking of that, that is one of the reasons why Ron Howard got this directorial job. Why? He was, he was chatting with Lucas. They worked together on American Graffiti, so they had a history together. But Lucas said he felt a similar kinship as a filmmaker with Ron Howard as he felt with Steven Spielberg. So he felt completely fine with giving Spielberg or giving Howard this movie. Yeah. That Howard sense. would get what he was going for. Second Wilhelm. I mean, that oh, I, track. I didn't hear that one. 
I have to keep reminding myself that Warwick Davis is 17 here. He's actually putting in a very mature performance. Mm-hmm. Gundar calls for aid. Sorry. I read that the, the two actors that play his kids at the beginning of the movie. Yeah. He's only They're... 10 and 12 years older than they are. Yeah, I remember <laughs> reading that. It's funny. I mean, he doesn't look his age. He no. does look older, but at the same time, once he gets older, he doesn't look that age either. He just right. looks like he's the same age from cool to meet now him, until yeah. about, you know, um, Professor Flitwick. Oh. Yeah. Yeah, I'm sure if we, like, if you, you know, held up images over the years, uh, you would you would see that the aging, but ob- like just objectively, it just seems like he hasn't aged since <laughs> since the early nineties. I mean, yeah, and like well, and like we covered before, he's just now fifty, like mm-hmm. 50, 52. What and- I I also wonder if part of it is that many of his roles, if not full face makeup, have a lot of makeup to kind of so that we never see. That's we always fair. see a version of Warwick Davis that maybe looks older or looks, quote, alien, you know. So we've never really watched him grow, you know, age right. as a as a celebrity, as it were. Maybe. <clears throat> I'm, try- I'm, tr- I'm trying to think of other things he's been in besides Leprechaun and um, Harry Potter movies. Oh, I actually have to um, take back my previous comment. I have seen one Leprechaun movie. I saw Leprechaun in the Hood. <laughs> if you're gonna see one, that's the one to see. Yeah, yeah. You can't see Back to the Hood if you haven't seen the first one. No, so. which I haven't seen. Maybe I should go and check out that Leprechaun Oeuvre. <laughs> I mean, it had to advance better than the Hellraiser franchise, which, oh, rough. Hmm. Everything after Hellraiser Two is garbage. Come at me, Hellraiser fans. I said what I said. Church it. I that all said, I am still interested in seeing the new Hellraiser. There's a new one. They are currently working on a mini series. That might work better. Is it gonna be like a reboot? Mm-hmm. Yep. Oh and, well, that's that's fine. I watched Woman. Um, oh, okay. I'm down. Uh, Pinhead is specifically. Uh, a an actress that is a trans woman and starred in um, Sense Eight. Oh, okay. okay cool. Hellraiser. Like we talked about this when when it first got out that that was Drop, happening. Yeah. Hellraiser Three did have a very young Terry Farrell. Yes, it did. Yeah, very young. Stings the nostrils. (laughs) 
Jamie Clayton is the name of the actress. And she's playing Pinhead. Cool. The director is David Bruckner. Okay. Man, a lot of these uh, bad guys in the village scenes give off some Conan the Barbarian vibes. Mm-hmm. You know. That's a that's a nice trick for getting on a horse. Yeah. And you know what? I bet you Warwick Davis did that. He seems committed to every role. <laughs> Goes for it. Listen, he learned so many things to do this movie. Well, and also he's 17, which means he's very spry right now. Yep. It's and, like Tom and, Holland in the early Spider-Man movies. Like, you can't hurt him because he was, like, 18 or 19. Mm-hmm. <laughs> or whatever. Like, you can do that shit when you're that age. Nice. <clears throat> what kind of bird is that? Is it not just a crow? It it's looks a, like one, but it looks like it's got a more... I think it's a like minor. A, it's a what? A minor. It's a minor bird. Mm. It has crow features, but with like more of like a vulture head, like more like it's more of a carrion bird. I don't think so. I think that minas are also a corvid. Oh, okay, that looks different there now. <laughs> God, look at those mad paintings. I think when Lucasfilm finally liquidated, I don't think they sold those matte paintings. I think a lot of them just got destroyed. Oh, that's sad. Which, yeah, yeah feels like a fucking tragedy. Can you imagine a museum that only collected, like, Hollywood matte paintings? That'd be sweet. That'd kind of be amazing. That would be. Yeah. Oh, man. Going back to the very beginning of the movie, mm-hmm. that scene when the baby got sick and vomited on that dude, mm-hmm. uh, that was not in the script. Warwick Davis apparently walked with a limp, and the limp gave the baby motion sickness, and when the dude picked him up, picked her up, she vo- she threw up on him. <laughs> They're like, well, we're keeping that. Classic baby. <laughs> mm-hmm. It's the uh, it's the Jackie Chan rule. No matter what you see, keep filming. Jackie Chan has gone on record very times. If I die during a stunt, don't stop filming. <laughs> Damn it. That's... Oh, I, that was the rubber baby. I just saw it. Damn rubber babies. <laughs> what is your time stamp? Huh? Oh, did what you lose it? it? Something fell on the remote and it... Uh, I am at 124.20. 21. If you 124.30, you'll hit it. Okay. Yeah. time you get it up there. I'm at 130. Oh, yeah, go back. Oops. I'm at 124.35. Cable's coming to us from the future. Oh, well, there's another good painting. That castle looks a lot like the castle from Army of Darkness. I know it's not, but it looks very similar. Uh, 
Oh, Lucas has flat out admitted that Mad Mardigan is Willow is Han Solo. <laughs> he doesn't even hide it. He's like, no, that's who he is. It makes sense. Yeah. Oh, yeah, I saw a whole breakdown about, like, how... Um, and then um, What's-Her-Face is basically Le- a Leia character, like, royal yeah. descent, kind of a smartass. Mm-hmm. The, uh, I think we didn't mention about Billy Bartley is that the same within the year of him filming Willow, he also filmed the masterpiece Masters of the Universe. <laughs> How dare you? It's unnecessary. The poop or the Masters of the Universe reference? <laughs> the poop. That's a Lucas thing, man. He loves poop and fart jokes. I am about three seconds behind you. So. Poop. Kind of bum, man. Margan never did like that. The Iceman teeth thing. <laughs> and laugh all you want, but that Master Universe movie has some fucking dope ass scenes. Mainly anything with Skeletor. Mm-hmm. So stands, that stands to reason. Never seen so, it. Though. Oh my god, the makeup on Skeletor is amazing. The worst thing about the Master Universe movie is that they decide to film 95% of it on Earth. That was the dumbest thing. The dumbest thing. Cable, do you know who did the storyboards for what became that movie? No, I don't. When it was almost all on Eternia? Fucking Jack Kirby. We almost got a Jack Kirby influenced He Man movie in like 1987. Damn. That seems like it would have been pretty damn cool. I I don't know how you could film that. I don't think we got anything even close to crazy ass Kirby until Thor Ragnarok. I don't think you're going to make it, dude. He did it. He made it. Good for him. <clears throat> so, kind of related. We just saw the goat there. Mm-hmm. Apparently in Thor Love and Thunder, they haven't confirmed it yet, but every actor has suspected this, that Taika Waititi is the voice of both of the goats. <laughs> All the <laughs> screaming is him going, <laughs> I would believe that. I would too. I choose to believe it. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I don't. I, I said it doesn't feel like much of a stretch, really. No. My friends and I built a catapult once in high school. Did it work? That's not so yeah. at all. Uh, we built it out of semi-truck leaf springs with the help of my friend's dad, and it was terrifying. Our whole plan was to shoot ourselves into, like, wear life jackets and shoot ourselves into <laughs> Hey, what's Lake. happening here? But we, we tested it with a watermelon, and the G-forces of launching it actually pulverized the watermelon, so we decided not to put our bodies in it. <laughs> I'm, glad, I'm glad you thought that through. Yeah. But to this day, I'm kind of bummed. Ooh, that's fucked up. What, the what troll? What are supposed to be? Troll. That's a, yeah. that's a troll? It's a it's a willow troll. Ooh, that's not right. Oh, I don't remember what'd this scene. What'd you do to it, Willow? Fucking turned it into the thing. 
Ugh. Okay, you know what? I know what the villain is of the Willow series. It's whatever came out of that fucking moat. <laughs> and was like, revenge, why didn't you fucking kill me? Well, that cross was badass looking. I don't know, that moat's pretty nasty. I feel like anything that goes in is not coming back out. Not the unholy damnation. Oh, wait, I guess it does come out. Maybe it won't be in the Willow show. (laughs) Yeah, because I think this is their big stop motion. Yep. Hell yeah. I love stop motion. That's a good face from Val Kilmer there. What? Oh, yeah. Hell yeah. That's cool. Steven. I like that he actually just joins them and they have like, did you fucking see that shit? (laughs) That's a very D&D moment where they hear him run into villains being like, y'all see this too? (laughs) (laughs) Those things kind of have rancor faces a little bit. Mm -hmm. A little bit. Oh, yeah. Oh, man. I love stop. I know this shows my age, but I love stop motion. Nope. I don't know that that's age-specific. Stop motion is great. Because I just feel like audiences now don't want it, and I just love it. It's just so cool. I think it's because that this is still very specifically like, this is a throwback to the Harryhausen era. Yeah, totally. Which very much coming to an end by the 80s. Mm-hmm. By uh, Jurassic, well, there's even that line in Jurassic Park, which they wrote specifically because Phil Tippett was doing stop motion on all the dinosaurs and the CGI came in. That line where Dr. Grant says, don't you, they're like, your job won't be necessary anymore. It's don't you mean extinct? That -hmm. was inspired by Phil Tippett being like, well, they're not going to need us someday. Oh, there goes his magic acorn. Mm Mm-hmm. Oh man, fire stick in the butt. <laughs> it's effective because trolls can't regenerate fire. This is going to sound weird, but this troll's face yeah. kind of reminds me of Clint Howard. Hmm. Oh, oh, the classic rip in half. Well, they didn't show it because it's sensitive. But no, you're right, Bean. There's some Clint Howard in that. There you go. I feel bad saying that. Some Clint, hey, hey, Clint hey. Howard in that troll face. I'm not saying Clint Howard looks like a troll, but that that the 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 shape of that troll's face, like in the eyes and the eyebrows specifically, was reminiscent of Clint Howard's right. eyes and eyebrows. How about that? Mm-hmm. So I just googled it. Clint mm-hmm. usually has a cameo in Ron Howard's films and not appear in Rumor. The rumor goes they modeled the trolls after him could see Teal Peer, but ah! Ron Howard said, no, that is not true. This isn't Star Wars. Trolls are just trolls. That's funny. But you were not alone then in thinking that. <laughs> it, it really does. You know what? Ron Howard may say no, but I saw that troll again. They all uh, have that face. Yeah, the effects people were now. like, let's make this look like Clint Howard. <laughs> yeah. I always love movies where the hero yells back at the monster, which is, again, very Han Solo. Yeah. Oh, we just saw that in last week's movie. Uh, what? 
On the oh yeah, the mummy. Where yeah. Ziggory screams back at the the mummy soldiers. Mm-hmm. Oh man, he stabbed Good him job, in the Hulu. dick. <laughs> I always like it when a character just fucking rides their horse into a hallway. It's pretty baller. Yeah, which is. is very much a, a a kale move. Yeah. I like how she's like, oh man, like I'm supposed to hate you, but that's pretty impressive. Yeah, and kind of hot. Yeah, she's been looking at him that way the entire fight. It's like, mm, kind of hot. She's like, oh, my men just shoot arrows and get killed, but like you're, oh, then she's like, fuck it. I mean, how long can one really resist Val Kilmer for, really? That's true, especially if he's kind of sweaty and dirty with braids and is fighting the fucking troll dragon thing. Oh, man. That thing's nastier, even nastier when it's dead. I thought they were smelly on the outside. Uh. <laughs> oh, right on time to save the day. Fucking jackasses. Where have these guys been? Does that guy have a gauntlet that's just a sword? Sweet. Apparently. Yeah. Also, I like that the only thing that that one knight does is yell, yes, my queen, and go, ah. I mean, everyone needs a hype man. Sweep the leg. No, he has the baby. Don't, yeah, don't swipe at him. He's okay. That's a rubber baby. That head's bouncing. Oh, for sure. Oh, I actually feel bad for Willow right here. Yeah, he really sells it. Yeah, you know what? If I just saw this at 12 or 13, I'd be pretty emotionally wrecked. I'm not going to lie. You see his little baby face here, too. He's never looked younger. I know. He's all bloody, but still sensitive and tough. With that weird horse that's got goat horns. Like black Kind of look like Impala horns. Kind of, yeah. It's a lot of moss, by the way, in this castle. That's a good way to have your walls weakened. So the queen needs to take care of that shit. I mean, she's magic. I guess so. But that's still no substitute for taking care of your masonry. No, I mean, you'd think that she'd be able to do that with magic. Like magic. You know how hard it is to kill moss, Cable? Fire. Sorry, as a new homeowner in the Pacific Northwest, dealing with moss is a pain in the ass in a home built in 1885. Well, we have we have a completely different kind of moss. We have probably as many variations of mo- of moss that that uh, the North has of snow. Oh, okay. Do you know some of the, most of the moss that grows in in some of the moss that grows in the Pacific Northwest is strong enough that if you let it sit on a human, it will eat its bones. Cool. Yeah. It's <clears throat> a good D&D monster. I gotta remember that. Bone eater moss. I think, um... <sighs> or I should say, that reminds me of, um, 
this new er like experimental form of uh, body disposal that uh, people are working on called like forest reclamation. Is that where they turn you into a tree eventually? No, no, no. That's like a specific like companies that do that. But there are researchers who are like trying to work out the all the math <laughs> on taking your dead body out into the woods, digging a little bit of a hole, and then covering you up. And like, how long will it take for for full decomp to happen? That's cool. Pretty much naturally. As like, opposed uh, to like the tree thing is like very intentional, and they've like they've already worked all that out. It's like graveyard asparagus. Mm. Oh no! Oh man! So she's got some Circe powers to her, huh? This is this is very Greek. Do you think the brownies become Cersei, right? miniature? Huh? Cersei, not Cersei. Right? Cersei, that's what I meant, yes. Yeah. That's some good makeup. Yeah. You're saying what you think the you think that the brownies are gonna turn into mini pigs? Yeah. Teacup <laughs> Vietnamese pot belly pigs, that'd be kind of fun. Pig. Oh. I think they're smaller than those kinds of pigs though, as it is. Oh, see, she can't turn... Okay, this is very Greek mythology. She can't turn her into a pig. Well, it's her daughter, right? It is. I guess that's it, too, but I'm going for the whole, like, only the men could become pigs. Mm. I don't remember reading anything about it, but but you're right, it is very um, very similar to that story. Mm-hmm. Let me wrap this baby up. I'm going to wrap it up here. Tie it down. Where do you think that baby's going to go if you don't tie it down? That's true. It's not like it's very mobile. Oh, she's a mummy under there, you guys. Oh, man, that's cool. Yeah. So, is she a lich? Or trying to achieve lichdom? Possibly. Mm. Nice. I- at some point, did she specify what the rich, what this ritual achieves, or like, why does she want this baby so bad? Uh, because the prophecy is that it will kill her, right, Cable? Wasn't that yes. it? The yeah. prophecy is that if this child, this child will eventually bring her downfall. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so she's trying to prevent that. Yeah. Um, that that is sort of like um, evil, the evil queen. Mm-hmm. Um, and that feels like a pretty lich-like thing to do. Mm-hmm. Yeah. From the little that I know about liches. <sighs> this makes me wonder uh, what other like 80s era pop culture event that season five of Stranger Things is going to, you know, rip off. <laughs> Have you started watching that? No, I don't mean it that way. I just, like, without the 80s, there's no... Anyway. Well, that's the whole point of it, isn't it? Yeah, no, it's true. That is the point of it, so... No, I am actually looking forward to season four. Once the last two come out, that's when I'm going to watch it. Mm -hmm. I like turtles. Oh, my. Oh. (laughs) Oh, wait, you're effective in that form. Oh, maybe you're more effective in this form. 
the tiger is the transformation that I remember the most. I can't remember um, if they said that this was done by ILM or someone else. It was. But... It was the first use of morphing ever. Yes. That's the part that I wanted to get to. Okay. I've read, like, sometimes Lucas just does movies to play with new technology. And this wasn't the case in this one, but, like, of all things, like, he did Howard the Duck to try to pull off animatronics with somebody wearing a suit. That's mm-hmm. why he made Howard the Duck. Uh, Radio Land Murders was the first time it was a completely digital set. And I quite like the Radio Land Murders. I don't think I've ever seen that. It's it's goofy, but it's fun. I did see Howard the Duck. I never saw Radio Land Murders. Howard the Duck is weird. I... I still unironically like Howard the Duck. Oh, I do too, Cable. Uh, I will never forget this. My abuela took me to a matinee double feature of Howard the Duck and Flight of the Navigator. It was a magical afternoon. And then she took me to Arctic Circle and we had taco salads and soft serve ice cream. Sounds like a nice day out. It was it was pretty fucking great. I'm not <laughs> gonna lie, it was pretty great. God, my abuela used to take me to all kinds of. She loved it. Well, she loves a double feature because it's economic. <laughs> <laughs> the longest one ever, the Susanville Theater, had a double feature of fucking Godfather Three and Dances with Wolves. That's an interesting combination. That's a six hour time by the way <laughs> that's a lot that but you know what it was, but it was five bucks a person for six hours of movies <laughs> and she had like eight burritos shoved in her purse like we were good to go <laughs> that's fantastic <laughs> so I don't remember are they actually called pecs or is that a very racist term to call Willow's people they are not called pecs. No, they're so the a, they're the Nelwyn. Yep. So it is a racist term. Yes, it is. Okay. What does that mean, though? I don't know. Who's that? That older woman who's the sorcerer? Sorceress. She looks familiar. That's um. Gosh, who is it? She is familiar, but I could not tell you. Good thing the internet exists. That's what I'm going. What's the character's name again? Uh, (laughs) (laughs) The the character's name is Razel. And that is Patricia Hayes. Who does not have a photograph on her IMDb page. She passed away in 1998. Uh, yeah, I mean, she looks a little old here. Um, she was born in 1909. Mm-hmm. So that means she was 70. No, can't, math. She, 88 minus. Uh, she, There's a very specific movie that I remember seeing her in. It's the never-ending story. It's the never-ending story. <clears throat> yep. Urgle. Oh, 
the other one I remember her in, Fish Called Wanda. Yep. She is the one that they try to, he keeps trying to kill, but he keeps killing, Graham, or what's his name, keeps killing her dogs. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yep, that's it. Thank you. And then he ends up actually killing her by doing that because she eventually has a heart she attack. She has a heart attack when the last dog dies. But he's an animal lover, remember? Mm-hmm. He's a vegetarian animal lover. <laughs> Ken coming to kill me. Mm-hmm. Fish called one is an amazing movie. <laughs> Oh, I love this. <clears throat> I don't remember. Did she just fuck him up? No. Just just watch. This is great. There's yeah. a reason they did that wide shot. Yeah, no. Oh, nice! Mm-hmm. A bunch of good horses. You know what? Having grew up, growing up around horses, uh, it's hard to get them to do that, actually. That's, those mm-hmm. are very well-trained horses. That's what I'm saying. They're very good horses. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Proud of them. Yeah! <laughs> little fucking brownies. I love how they are always down. Like, they have not slowed down once this entire the, movie. The brownies always choose violence. <laughs> Time. What? <laughs> They're on the fairy equivalent of Coke. 24-7. Yeah, they're, they're tiny little maniacs. Yeah. I know when Wild Beyond the Witchlight came out, you were given options to play like fairies as a PC. Watching this kind of makes me want to play like a fucking fairy barbarian. <laughs> Just be like, kill! Look at him go. <laughs> Sorry, it's wonderful. I like Mad Barrigan's armor. I know, he cool found design. that shit and he's committed to it. Yeah, yeah, it looks good. He lo- it seems like he lost the helmet, though. That's right. Yeah, he lost it. You can't hide Val Kilmer's face. Monster thing. No, that's oh, what shit. you're paying for. Yeah. Is that pitch? Oh, they had to kill these guys in pitch. Oh, no. Yeah, it is. Hell yeah. Oh. Actually, kind of looks like a, just a barrel full of wine. It's a bad way to go. Not that there are like amazing ways to go, but that's a bad way to go. Yeah, that that's a slow it, death. And excruciating. It's like when I was really young, I thought because of Looney Tunes cartoons that tar and feathering was just something like a wacky prank you played on someone. Like, ah, oh, you look like a chicken. <laughs> and then I learned about tar and feathering. I'm like, oh god, yeah, it's it's pretty fucking awful. That's fucking awful. Humans are horrible. Oh, sorcerer fight. Father. Is she aging? Yeah. That's a good line. Not like you betrayed me, but like, oh, I have to I have to despise you now. Mm-hmm. As in like at one time I loved you, but like I now I have to fucking hate you. That's a good line. Well done, writers. I thought it was a little awkward, but... Also, why are you sending wizards to fight a fucking fighter? Don't do that. That's how you get dead wizards. Well, she thought they were high enough level. Yeah. (laughs) 
Well, also, I don't know if they are wizards. They would never physically in with a sword fight. Yeah, exactly. Oh, is that a spiked wall? Oh no! Let's just steal Willow's wand. <coughs> I think it's technically her wand. Oh, okay. I, I didn't actually see when he got it. We've been, we've been so busy talking. He picked it up in the woods. He was guided to it. Yeah. Ah, okay. So then she did take his wand. No, she guided him to hit her wand. Yeah. Oh, gotcha. Used- because because she was a foreign magic at the time. Yep. Yeah. Look at the brownies. Oh shit. Third Wilhelm. <laughs> Oh no, Richie Cunningham's brother. I bet you he does die. I do love me a good wizard's duel. Because in my head, I'm like, man, they're rolling saves. They're making fucking con checks. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I mean, but they're also like casters, so their HP is not great. At, well, at this level, though, we've got higher HP. Yeah, but that's a good shot, by the way. The queen, that was a good shot. Mm-hmm. This is a whole, like, gods leave us. <laughs> so, yeah, they they have they would have to have pretty good HP because both of them are making all of their shots. Yeah, yeah. No, no I mean, they're, they're probably that. saving for, like, half damage and shit. Because these are all killing spells. Oh, yeah, definitely. Yeah. These also, are like that baby's going to get so sick, you guys. No, it won't, because it's A, it's the chosen one. You think the and chosen one can't get a cold? It got motion sickness like an hour ago. That was the <laughs> actor, not the not the chosen <laughs> one. Also, you know, assuming the good guys win, spoilers, there's magic. All right, now it's just a ground fight. Well, because like now they're down to like fucking cantrips, so now they're just like, it's gonna be a slugfest, <laughs> you know. Now they're just fucking fire bolting each other, like aha, you know. It's like my magic missile. Yeah, there's nothing else fucking left. Be brave. Got to do it, Willow. Got to do it. Oh, that's cool. I dig that. I just remembered how this plays out, too. Yeah, yeah. I don't remember. I, do. I, I honestly, I don't remember any of it's this. So good, it's so good. I didn't realize how long Lucas tried to get this movie made. Oh yeah. It also explains why it's two hours long. He's like, I'm fucking getting it all in. Yep. Oh no! Here's where he gets it in, done in by his own dagger. Hoisted by his own petard. That wasn't a petard. I know. <laughs> I'm always really careful saying that line. I know it's real, but I feel awkward saying it a lot. Much like Kevin Pollock. Much petard? like, much like, yeah, much like Kevin Pollock. You have to be careful how you say it. <laughs> There's Tell nothing Richie. wrong with the word petard. <laughs> I, I know. There's not. It's just a word that if you're not careful, it's deeply problematic. So that is a fucking gauntlet with a sword attached to it. Mm-hmm. That's cool. 
It's like a punch sword. sword Although fight. probably actually not an effective weapon because you need to nope. be able to like move your sword around. Right now you're just fighting like a fucking early Kenner Obi Wan figure. Mm-hmm. <laughs> sword, sword puncher. Sword puncher. Sword punching. Punch with How the sword. How many times does Kale yell "Die" in this? Well, there movie. we go. He's trading it in. Yeah, smart. Oh, now he's dual wielding. Even better. Mm-hmm. Oh, nice. He has to because that's that's Mad Mardigan's whole thing is dual wielding. Yeah. Is it? Sure. I feel like Mad Mardigan's appearance and and dual wielding. Oh my god! Inspired so many D and D players to dual wield in game. Really? Yeah, I think you don't think this movie had an influence on how <laughs> char- their characters to play well, in D and D. Seeing it now, yes, but again, because of my own personal history with this movie, mm-hmm. I wouldn't have personally made that connection. But yeah, I could see it. I think it makes sense. There's a lot. There, there's a lot that can be of influence. In I also just realized George Lucas picked the writer Bob Dolman to do the screenplay to this. Uh, that's only funny to sitcom fans. Bob Dolman was the primary writer on WKRP in Cincinnati, and apparently Lucas is a big fan of that show. <laughs> <laughs> that's kind of cool. Well, that was an an- kind of an anticlimactic death. It was like, that, that cool was- how he got killed. <laughs> yes, literally. Oh, I also love it when wizards are just reduced to just fucking punching each other in the face. Mm-hmm. Which yeah. is even better by made even better by the fact that the two actresses here are older actresses. Yeah. So it's like the, this is not the fight that you expect out of either one of these. Two. No, and. Having watched a lot of like behind the scenes of various films like this or, you know, interviews, almost every older actor or actress that gets to do this, they get so excited. They're like, you mean I get to have a fight scene? Awesome. Mm -hmm. Great. And even now, that's not something you see much of. No, but even now, like they love doing it. Like here it is. Here comes the prestige. (laughs) Nice Nice reference. Oh, this is hubris causing your death. Uh oh. Womp womp. I thought maybe she was gonna break it off before it like ex- like got to the rest of her body, like when a zombie bites you. Mm hmm. Mm hmm. Oh, she's got the good hand motion there. This is it. This is, here it comes. Fucking love this. <laughs> God, I don't remember. Kay, we've got a good memory. I didn't remember it until we started watching and then it's like, yeah. oh, wait. I know exactly what happens. <laughs> oh, rude. Oh, man. 
Oh, is he fully? Is he actually pulling off the prestige here? Mm-hmm. Nice. Nicely done. Oh. Oh no! There goes all your ritual shit. Oh, you're boned. Nice. Oh, that's also, a cool that's, death. That's cool. That is cool. It's pretty pretty decent given the yeah. the, uh, the the effects. Yeah. Um, Are we gonna say Bean? Also, what? This is that's really good recall to the beginning of the movie. Exactly. Like, I've forgotten. <laughs> mm-hmm. Oh man, no body though, which means we are totally going to see a version of her in the series. I hope so. That'd be yeah. fun. Some creepy reborn version. I do know that Joanne Joanne Wally's in the cast, so she comes back. Yep. Oh yeah, I thought oh. he. Yeah, there you go. I was like, I thought it was just his sleight of hand, not yeah. actual. It totally was. It is. You were saying no body. No, no, the oh, the, you mean the evil, sorceress? The gotcha. one, yeah. yeah, he f- he fooled her with yes. sleight of hand magic. It's like <clears throat> that's fantastic. Yeah, because of, of course they would go. Wait, what the wait. fuck is that old bearded dude? Where is he from? Showing up later, pulling a Sean Connery at the end of Robin Hood. You know they fucking paid him a million dollars for that scene? What scene? At the end of Robin Hood, Prince of Thieves, when Sean Connery shows up as uh, the king. King Richard? Yeah. I mean, worth it. It was dope. He says sarcastically. Oh, that's why he never takes his hat off. Why? He has, he has got Benjamin Franklin head. Benjamin Franklin hair! That's what we should call this fucking commentary. <laughs> Benjamin Franklin hair and rubber babies. Rubber baby. I feel like we didn't make enough Benjamin Franklin hair jokes to make that a, the title. No, but we should call it rubber baby buggy bumper. Yes! <laughs> Wait, when did Migosh leave them? Um... Miga, when the they morning meet... after the they meet the brownies. Oh yeah. right, okay, right. Because he's like, it's time to go home. Tell my wife I love her. That's right. Because now he's like, oh, I guess I don't have a choice in getting this baby home. Yeah. Ha. That guy's and just got a... a face for stuff happening a... to it. It's got a face for excrement. <laughs> God damn it. <clears throat> Whoever plays his wife looks properly British. Mm-hmm. She does. Just very British. I finally remember who she reminds me of. Um, the wife. The actress who plays the wife. Uh, yeah. I was like, her face is super familiar, but I couldn't think of um, who who she reminded me of. Uh, the actress, Danielle McDonald. Mm. Mm. Okay. All right, fuck. You know what? I like this movie a lot. I can get why if you were a certain age, like it was, uh, it left a like it left an impression. Okay, what uh, what movie are you guys being recommended next? Uh, I'm being recommended behind the scenes 
I'm being recommended the trailer for Willow. I'm, I'm being recommended the Princess Bride. Me too. That makes more sense based on the viewing history. Yeah. So yeah, Lucas spent a long time trying to get this made, but no one would want to put money behind a fantasy film. I can believe that. The, uh, historically, fantasy has never been a huge uh, no. Yeah, because they reference the pie. Yeah, they reference the bad performances of uh, uh, Kroll. Which I'm sorry, people. Kroll's not a good movie. Um, we all love the Cyclops, but Kroll's not very good. But then uh, they also I reference fucking. I have Dragon's. a fondness for Kroll, but I I agree with you that it is not great. Oh, I do too, but it's not very good. But they also reference Dragon Slayer, which I think is actually a pretty sweet fucking movie. And the effects in Dragon Slayer are impressive as hell. That is largely just Peter McNichol tromping through the for like 90 minutes of the film just going through the countryside trying to find the dragon. Yeah. If I correctly. <laughs> but I'm well, I mean there's more than that. Like it's got the whole like Well, it also has that underlying that underlying story of that it's the transition between the the time of gods and magic and mm-hmm. Christianity forever altering the European landscape. Sure. Yeah. Like, mm-hmm. yeah. Um, and that dragon is fucking cool. Mm-hmm. It has that whole like theme of a, like the one that one's the sorcerer, the, his, his master is like, this dragon is old. Look at these scales. Its existence is pain. I want to watch Dragon Slayer now. There's also uh, the Sword and the Sorcerer. Yeah, and if I remember correctly, did I don't think Excalibur did very well. Everyone loves Excalibur, but I don't think it did all that well. Hmm. I don't think it did either, and I remember so little of it. Yeah. So Willow wasn't like a bomb. It was just up against. Like the year it came out was a bad year to try to, because it came out against, um, like it made its money back because it had a huge international box office and then, you know, mm-hmm. VHS and whatnot. Um, I read that also, but now I can't remember what were the other movies, but yeah, it was, it was a good summer for, for movies, I guess. And yeah, let me, uh, let me see if I can find it on here. Oh, yeah, it was up against Crocodile Dundee 2, which, say what you will, but that did fucking blockbuster. Big, and then Rambo Big. 3. Big, Big was, was the, the one. one. That I was like, yeah. Oh, yeah. And Rambo 3, of all things. Yeah. <clears throat> hmm. Hmm. No, this is fun. I dig mm-hmm. it. I'm glad I finally rewatched this. Now we're, and now we're ready for the series uh, to I, premiere in, in November. Yeah, I'm actually legit jazz for the series now. That's kind of cool. Yeah, it's neat. And yeah, I don't want to go back and rewatch the trailer for the series or the teaser for the series. Yeah. Mm. 
So there were apparently three novels. Lucas was hoping to do another trilogy series, mm-hmm. but it did not do well. Well so enough. He worked with, he, yeah, he worked with Chris, Claire, Chris Claremont of X-Men and wrote, and Chris Claremont wrote three books, hmm. 95, 96, and 2000. They're generally disliked by fans, according to trivia here. Shocking. Uh, well, because apparently they're very bleak and there are characters that are died that are killed off for no reason. Uh, Lucas couldn't give much feedback because he was working on The Phantom Menace. Mm-hmm. And even Chris Claremont now is like, they're bad books. Mm. <clears throat> so, Which is interesting yes. because, you know, nowadays you've got stuff like Game of Thrones where everybody dies. Yeah, but it's yeah. like a different, it's a different vibe though, you know? That's it. That's it. That's it. That's the movie. It's a movie, man. Well, we thanks, everybody. Yeah. Thanks, everybody, we hope for... you enjoyed commentaries. Yeah. However you well... decided to enjoy them. Yeah. Uh, I don't have anything, like, deep to add to that, other than thanks for listening. Yeah, if, if, we're, if this is the last one that we play in order... Then hopefully we'll all see you live again next week. Yeah. Uh, and hopefully also from Guardian at that point. Yeah. Yes. I'm hoping when you hear our show in August live, it will be at Guardian. That's the plan. I'm very excited uh, for that. But thank you for tuning in. Um, thank us for giving ourselves a month off, <laughs> <laughs> which is kind of nice. This show, this show has never taken a season break in its 17 years. So, and we technically didn't. We like worked extra hard to give you guys content. Still, <laughs> double duty. Um, and it's not even a. We're not even taking the whole summer off like other other podcasts. Yeah. So you know, patreon.com forward slash geek in the city. <laughs> uh, those Lego sets aren't going to build themselves. Hmm. I said those Lego sets aren't going to build themselves. That's right. So far, I am fifteen dollars closer. That's here's the thing, too. Like if if fans of the show give us enough to build one of those massive sets, we could fucking build it on the show. Hell yeah! I want to do that. Yeah, That'd be cool. That, that would just be the show. Just mm-hmm. banter about the set and just put it together. Stream that like. People stream that shit on Twitch all the time. That's what I mean, man. Yeah, we could do that. Well, with that being said, I am Aaron Duran. I'm Dean Rita. And I'm Cable Hashitani. We hope you have enjoyed this series, and we will talk to you all in August? In August. Watch out for Kevin Pollock. They're tiny!